This episode is brought to you by Backblaze. Have all of your data safely and securely backed up in the cloud with Backblaze and have it available whenever you want it. Go to backblaze.com slash richdad and start your free no-risk trial. That's backblaze.com slash richdad. At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash invention age. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about pensions. Like we said earlier, is that we were going to have, came up with the latest book called Who Stole My Pensions? But the real question is, what's the bigger problem? The pandemic, coronavirus, or pensions? And I think it's pensions. I think this coronavirus will eventually subside, but this pension problem is with us forever because the baby boomers are getting older every day, regardless if the coronavirus doesn't kill them off. But anyway, this one is a major, major problem and is a global pandemic because pensions are rotten all over the world. So here we had Rich Dad Radio started. We're going to do these five programs on how big the pension problem is. And out of five, this is number six because the pension keeps growing and more and more people are aware of it and more and more people want to share what they've known for years that your pension is gone. It's been robbed. It's been stolen. It's been ripped off. And all of you out there are hoping and praying that you have a pension you know, I'm, I'm afraid you might be in serious trouble. And so we at Rich Dad, the reason I, my co-author Ted Sedell and I created this book, who stole my pension, is so you can get proactive and not be a f victim, a victim. I don't want to swear on the word. But anyway, you want to be a victim here. So on, this is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about pensions. And... Uh, Kim is with me. Anything you want to say, Kim? Well, it, it's interesting that um, we talk about the coronavirus because that's all over the media and that's getting all the attention and everybody knows about it and everybody's glued to their TVs, which I think is a mistake. But nobody in the media really is talking about pensions. Oh. It's only a handful of people who know what's going on that are upset about it and are trying to do something about it. But it's a huge, huge, huge issue. And one of the funniest things I hear, not so funny, but people go, oh, my pension, it's safe because it, it says so here. It's in writing. It's in writing, and, and they told me I'll have it. You know, it's like they're, they're so stuck in their heads are in the sand. And uh, so I'm, I'm just really happy that um, you're all speaking out about this. It's, it's a huge, huge issue. So we published, you know, Who Stole My Pension? Uh, we got, as usual, Kiyosaki attracts the, uh, a, a, a heat like that idiot, no, up, that idiot up in not Seattle. You, not oh, you. No, no, no. <laughs> he, told me, he told me I was, this, I don't know, forget his name now. But anyway, all those agents that work for Wall Street are denying, denying, denying that the pensions are in trouble. So the Who Stole My Pension was written for those of you who are a little bit more open-minded and not sticking your head in the sand. So our, my co-author is uh, Ted Sedell. He's a former attorney for the United States Securities and Exchange Commission and is America's leading expert on pension looting. And the looting is done by your buddies at Wall Street, the very people that bring you that 401k and your IRAs and your defined benefit. You know, it's you're safe. You can trust us at Wall Street. And you listen to these financial experts 
You know, they tell you invest for the long term in a well diversified portfolio of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs, and they work for the enemy. Why don't you just listen to Ho Chi Minh or, or the guy in China? You know what I mean? Those guys are there to steal your effing pension. So Ted Sedell is the number one whistleblower. He finally saw the light as an attorney. He says, I'm on the wrong side. I should go after those same guys I'm supposed to be defending out here. And he's the number one whistleblower. Our other guest today is Chris Toby. He's the author of Kentucky Fried Pensions. I love that title. I know. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Pensions. And, That's telling you something right there. And Chris is a Chris and Ted are good friends. They've been on this problem for 20 years. They've been on this program the uh, same amount of time that Kim and I started the Rich Dad Radio Company. I mean, it's just Rich Dad Company. We've seen this stuff coming for years, and we get attacked by those idiots that bring you Wall Street. Anyway. It's going to be a great program today because if you don't want to hear the truth, put your earplugs in or go tune in to Oprah. You'll have a lot better time, you know, listening to her or Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey. Those guys, are, no, they have, a, they have an audience. I'm not against them. Or you can say Bernie Sanders is going to save me because we're all going communists. You know, we're all going to wear black Mao outfits next. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is an exciting time at Rich Dad Radio, Rich Dad Radio Company. So Ted. Welcome to the program, and please share really quickly how you got into this business of pensions. Well, I've been at it for 35 years now. After I left the SEC, I uh, went to work for a large Wall Street money manager, a firm called Putnam in Boston, and uh, then I realized that the business was really corrupt, the money management business, and I started working with pensions back in the late 80s, 1980. And it's interesting, I just put out an article on Forbes last night called uh, The Coronavirus Could Chill Your Pension. And the premise of the article was that pensions have not increased or strengthened in the last 11 years over the 11-year historic bull market. And so what do you think is going to happen now that we're facing uh, a national emergency and the market is plummeting or struggling? So. Uh, if pensions didn't increase and didn't get stronger, didn't get better funded during an 11-year historic bull market, chances are when the market tumbles, your pension is in real trouble and the coronavirus could chill your pension. Well, it's Wall Street that's killing our pensions. Anyway, our other guest today is a friend of Ted. They've been friends for years. Is Chris Tobey's author of Kentucky Fried Pensions. And Chris, you know, we're, we're a very politically correct organization here, so please don't say that hurt people's feelings, okay? <laughs> so Chris, tell us how you got into this pension business. Well, I, I spent my first 10 years in bank trust departments, but then I got a job working for the Kentucky State Auditor to review the state pensions uh, for the state of Kentucky and some of the university endowments. And, you know, trying to get reports together, trying to, for the first time, this is 22 years ago, and um, there's nobody really looking into pensions. I found Ted on the internet, and that's how Ted and I oh, got together uh, first, you know, 20, 22 years ago, because he's the only person who really wanted to look at these pensions at a very uh, critical point. And after that point, I worked a lot in investment, I worked for several investment consulting firms. I uh, worked for a large insurance company uh, making kind of annuity products. Uh, and then the governor of, of Kentucky put me on the board of the, of the Kentucky retirement systems. And that four-year adventure on the board where I was trying to go after the corruption and, 
you know, using Ted as my SEC whistleblower attorney, that my book, Kentucky Fried Pensions, is basically about my experience on the board from 2008 to 2012. And, you know, I continue to be a critic today, and the pitching has continued to get worse every year. And, of course, even this week, as I think Warren Buffett likes to say, you, you know, you don't know who's not wearing their swimming suits until the tide comes in. And, uh, you know, this coronavirus has got the tide coming in, exposing a lot more of the weaknesses in the pensions, as, as Ted alluded to earlier. So, Chris, let me ask you this. If you are an employee of the Kentucky pension, I mean, these are firefighters, police officers, school teachers, mm-hmm. would you be a little nervous today? Well, I talk to these people all the time, uh, and I tell them they need to fight for their pensions. They need to get get involved. And um, a lot of them say, am I going to lose all my pension? I said, no, but you may be fighting for, are you going to get 50 cents on the dollar, or are you going to get 70 cents on the dollar, or 80 cents on the dollar? So the losses. I think are real. I don't think it's going to be all or nothing, but it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, the bankruptcy process that we saw in Detroit, other things happening, their pensions are very much at risk, Good, very large portions of them. So Chris, what is the status of the Kentucky pension system? What's, what's happened there? Well, there are several pension systems. The teacher system's in better shape. It's half funded. But the one for state employees is right boarding on less than 10% funded. And it was a combination of bad investments for Wall Street, some underfunding from, from the state, and some games they played by, you know, they kept increasing benefits without, you know, increasing the uh, contribution. So it was a variety of different political games being played with the funding and Wall Street stripping uh, millions and millions of fees every year off of these investments. Let me ask you something there, Chris. You say it's 50% funded. Was that prior to the crash or will it still be there if this crash no, that's, that's our that's our better fund. It's 50, uh, 55% funded prior to the crash. But how much of it counts on Wall Street's performance? How much of that pension is tied to Wall Street? Um, a good portion, but a lot of it we won't know because a lot of the stuff that Ted and I work with that these pensions have moved to, it's in secret investments. So there are these secret secret? private equity partnerships that that we don't know their price. They make up their own prices. So they will claim to have outperformed during this coronavirus when they really haven't. They've gone down 30% like the rest of the market. But since they don't have to, what we call mark to market, they kind of make up their own prices. They'll say they they withheld it and they'll, they'll appear to have performed better. And that's creating another time bomb inside of these uh, pensions when the, the shoe hits for these investments when they get uh, accurately valued. So Ted, so what do you want to, there's a, a lot of different things going on. So Ted, you know, once again, everybody's listening to this rich chat radio program. This is, this is number six in a five part series because the pension, <laughs> this problem is just getting worse and worse and worse. And if you want to stick your head in the sand, you know, you know, watch Susie Arman and Oprah, you'll have a good time there and listen to Dave Ramsey. But all of you who are invested for the long term in the stock market, you might be eating some Kentucky Fried Chicken. So anyway, Ted, what do you have to say about all this? Well, one of the things we say in our book, Robert, is that now is the time to take action to stop pension looting and to protect pensions by ensuring promises that have been made are in fact kept. And doing nothing, sitting back, confident your pension check is quote unquote in the mail, is not an option. That's a risk you can't afford to take. And I think that's what Chris is saying, that the state pension there is only 
is less than 10% funded. So if the market goes down 30%, that's, this pension is, is, I mean, that's a huge, huge loss. Uh, so people in Kentucky and people all over the world need to really um, start looking at their pensions, asking questions. Um, you know, their eggs, if your eggs are in a one basket, you need to watch that basket very closely. And how, and how does somebody do that? I mean, if you're, you're a retired police officer and you're counting on this pension, what really, what power do you have to do makes, to make change? You know, I'm working with some, you know, policemen and firemen, you know, the leadership uh, in their, in their unions or their groups have worked to try to um, one of them is trying in Kentucky to, they have co-mingled the, one of the pensions that's 50% funded with the one that's under 10% funded. <clears throat> so the firemen and policemen <clears throat> in Kentucky are trying to pull out so that the state, the, the bad pension plan doesn't quit dragging their relatively, still bad, but still relatively better pension fund down the tubes. And also so they can control their own investments and don't go into these horrible corrupt investments that Ted and I have talked about. So, you know, by getting some of these groups have gotten involved in their leadership in trying to make their pensions less bad. I wouldn't say great, but less bad than they could have been if they had just been sitting on the sidelines. So once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Ted and I are co-authors of this book, Who Stole My Pension? Ted represents defined benefit, which is what the, you know, my poor dad wanted. You know, he wanted a teacher's pension and a government employee pension. But there's the other guys, there's the new guys, like the guys with a 401k. And and you can say, well, talk, you know, check your pension out and all this stuff. I, I honestly do not know if I had a 401k or a defined benefit pension plan, what I could do today. And I think that's really the problem. So that's why we wrote, who stole my pension? is if you understand the problem, then you might be able to do something about it. But here are 401k, and today as we talk, you know, the market's down another thousand points, the limit stops are in. Uh, everybody's going broke, and you're saying, well, invest for the long term. You know, I have some swamp land to sell you. I mean, that's really how bad it is. So the reason we were about who stole my pension is maybe you better do something that buy, hold, and pray and listen to these idiots who are financial planners who have sold this garbage, toxic assets, regardless if it's a government pension or your private pension. And speaking of which, we know somebody who just did retire. and We haven't told her yet. We haven't anyway, said anything to her. Her husband just retired, and he's counting on his pension for his retirement for the rest of his life. And I called Ted up, and he says, well, I have some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know yet that his pension's empty. Yeah. Yep. And she's counting on it. Yes. And I don't know, I don't, Kim and I don't know what to say to her because she and her husband, they're good, hardworking, honest people. They're very good people. But I don't know if they could do anything anyway. So when we come back, we'll be talking more to my uh, co-author, Ted Siddell, who stole my pension. And again, we wrote the book so that for those of you who are proactive, you might be able to do something. And maybe they can help us figure out what to tell our friend about her husband's pension. Yep. And then we have Chris Toby. He's a friend of Ted Sedell, which makes them both questionable. But anyway, he's the author. Of, oh. he makes, he's the author hey. of Kentucky Fried Pensions. But just remember, Kentucky Fried Pensions is really global. It's really, remember, Kentucky Fried Chicken is a global brand. So everybody is in the same pension problem. When we come back, we'll be talking more about what you can do 
or you can just buy, hold, and pray and you know invest for the long term in a well-diversified portfolio of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Day Radio Show, the good news and bad news about your pension. And you can say, well, I'm still young. I don't have to worry about it. Trust me, sports fans. This is this pension thing is as big as a corona pandemic. I don't know which one is more fake, but I know the pension problem is real. You can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on Android or iTunes or YouTube. And please leave us a review whenever, whenever you listen. We want to hear from you. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them for one reason, is we're an education company. We make no recommendations. We criticize everybody, but we make no recommendations. <laughs> we're an equal opportunity criticizer. <laughs> <laughs> but the most important about, if you listen to this program one more time, you'll learn twice as much. You know, it's like a golf swing. The more you swing the golf, hopefully you'll get better. Golf club. And the other reason is that you have friends, family, and business associates. Please have them listen to this program and discuss it. Because in the discussion, and after listening to this program, the most valuable asset you have is your mind. You know, what can I do? What, what am I supposed to do? Am I just going to buy, hold, and pray and listen to Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey who want to tell you invest for the long term in a well-diversified portfolio stocks, stock, sponsor, funds, ETFs? You've been robbed anyway. And it's not their fault, not Susie, you know, Dave and... Dave and Susie are friends of ours, but they recommend different things. We don't do that. So we're a little bit more different. So our guest today is my uh, co-author on Who Stole My Pension. And once again, we, we decided to do a five-part, you know, five-session Rich Dad Radio program on this pension problem. We're now at the session six because it keeps growing on us because this pandemic and uh, the coronavirus pandemic and the pension pa pandemic are growing exponentially. So Ted is a former attorney, United States Securities Exchange Commission. He's a leading whistleblower. It means he makes a lot of money talking to these guys who are ripping us off, suing them. And Chris Tobey is his good friend, author of Kentucky Fried Pensions, and he has been on these boards. He knows it from the inside out. He can see the corruption firsthand. Any comments, Kim? Well, I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, I don't have a pension, so this is not my problem. It doesn't affect me. But the bottom line is when these pensions cannot be paid and, and people are not getting their pensions, who's going to pay is going to be you and me, the taxpayer. So it is all of our problems. And that's why it's so important that you get educated and understand what the heck's going on here because it's, it's serious. So once again, there's two types of pension. That's why there's Ted and I as co-authors. Ted uh, covers a defined benefit, teachers, firefighters, airline pilots, you know, all my all my pilot friends, they're, they've, they've lost their pensions, you know, they're smart guys. And, and defined benefit is... Oh, there's a guaranteed paycheck, you know, yeah, for life, for life. You, you, they go, we promise to pay you 10,000 a month. That's no, that's no longer true. My, my airline pilots, friends are, they're screwed. We had Mark Green who worked for UPS and the team serves. His pension went down from 5,000 to 950 a month. That's the reality today, sports fans. And other, and and Chris is the author of Kentucky Fried Pensions, one of the worst states. But Kentucky Fried Pensions is no different than Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're a global problem. Japan is in worse shape than all of us. So is Germany. So you can say, well, the, you know, Japanese and Germans are smart, hardworking people. Yeah, but they got looted. Any words, any comments you want to say, Ted? What can a person do? Well, that's one of the great things about the book is that we go through what people can do and it starts by uh, what they what they have to do is get involved. They have to get vigilant. They can start by looking at almost uh, all the larger pensions have websites. 
They can request information as well. There's a lot of information on the website. They, for private or corporate pensions, they're, they're allowed to request certain information. And then we talk about what are the common scams. Um, and so in addition to saying, to telling readers how they can get information about their pensions, we talk about uh, the common scams are that you know, pensions are becoming more secretive than ever, are gambling more than ever, are lying about the fees they're paying to Wall Street, and are lying about their performance. So armed with this information, they can go to their pension and start uh, digging around and uh, <laughs> demanding that. And ultimately, we, we conclude that they could even crowdfund a forensic investigation of their pension. Hmm. And are, are you available for that? Is that what people call you in when they know they got a big, the, the number's going to be substantial, whereas my friend Ted doesn't work for cheap. You know, <laughs> it has to be a big enough pension that he can go after. Is that what, is that what they hire well, you for? They can call me or they can, they can just go to the internet and, and start a, a, a GoFundMe project on the internet and call me later if they want to hire me. But they're also, uh, I've just learned since we wrote the book that there are thousands of pension Facebook groups. Well, so you also, but Ted, 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 you also found out that you got banned because you were trying to cause trouble in those groups. Facebook bans us, you know yeah. I mean? They're a communist organization. Facebook shut me down. They said <laughs> that I wasn't allowed. I was actually the, the funniest thing, Robert was after I went to join one group, they, uh, elected me moderator of the group, leader of the group. And then Facebook said I couldn't talk to the group that I was the leader of. And they, and they, why oh. did they shut you down? Cause they're a they communist organization. Well, what did they say? I want to know what they said. They never said anything. They have a, they have a, a, they shut you down and there's a click here. If you'd like to appeal this decision, I clicked. They never got back to me within oh 10 days. I was stored my rights, but, um, <laughs> No explanation was ever offered, and since I don't know why I was shut down or blocked on Facebook, chances are it'll happen again, because there's nothing I can do to prevent it from happening. I don't know what I did wrong that Facebook blocked me, so I, I assume it'll happen again. Well, so, it, it, it's a good thing uh, Zuckerberg doesn't have execution powers because he'd be shot anyway, you know, and all this stuff here. You went to Facebook jail. Yep. <laughs> so, I so I want to make the point that Ted was making, that there's all these Facebook pension groups that are actually starting to talk about this problem. But you can't talk to them because you you might, be, they might find out the truth. Careful what you say. So you got, you got to listen to what wall street is saying to them. That's the problem. So anyway, Chris Toby, we were talking about this earlier. You talked about these things called annuities and everybody's jumping into annuities right now. You know, that's, that's the average guy with a, with a 401k or an IRA and all this stuff. What does, what, what do you think about annuities? Well, I just want to feel that there is a risk. You are taking the risk of that single entity insurance company going under. And in the last crisis in 2008, one of the companies, AIG, and one of the largest, the people said was safer than the U.S. government, actually went under and had to be bailed out. And so these insurance companies all buy a lot of these toxic, uh, what I call private debt, which is a lot of the public pensions are buying the same thing. These insurance companies are buying them, and a lot of them are in energy debt right now, which is going through, which a lot of these energy companies seem to be going, but are on the way to going bankrupt right now. Because in addition, more probably more serious than the coronavirus is the dip in oil prices down 
So these uh, entities are going under, it's kind of related to the virus, but uh, uh, are going under and it will really could bring down some of the biggest insurance companies uh, in, in America. So these annuities are only as safe as the insurance companies that are investing the money. So that's like AIG. So Chris, you know, I mean, Ted says, you know, go to the website and infiltrate the Facebook groups. What, what do you say to the average person who has a 401k they're let's say 50 years old and they still have time. What would you say? You know, if you're 65, you're toast, but what would you say to somebody who's 50 years old and has a 401k and has time? What advice would you give them? You know, I'm still was, as we talked before, you, you talk about your book about insider versus outsider investors. And so the more, the more transparent the investment, the more of an insider you are. So I tend to recommend, uh, more, more transparent index funds for people with a balance of stocks and bonds. You don't have other opportunities in real estate. You're limited in your 401k, but again, I think you need to diversify to real estate and other assets outside of your 401k. Um, as well, because the 401k is subject to the market as we've seen here. There's really no way to insulate it very well uh, fr from market forces. Yeah, when we, when we come back, you know, we're going to the third part of the program. Kim and I will talk about what we're doing. But even though Kim and I don't have a pension and we don't have a 401k, it doesn't mean we're not we're still not susceptible for what's going on into the market. Yeah. And so, I think too what you're saying is is you're you're talking about you got to you got to take action. You've got to be active with your investments and not the passive. What does that mean though? But that you means I mean? you got to pay attention, you got to find out what you've got, you got to find out what's in it, all of that. People are just sitting back just buying, holding and praying. Yeah, they are. So, uh Chris, when you sat on the board, what did you see going on behind the scenes there? I mean, was was you know were the good guys all wearing hats? or were the bad guys wearing white hats? Well, really what happened is that all the deals were cut behind the scenes before we got into the boardroom. And then what we were presented as board members was basically just rubber stamp what the staff gave us. And it was all uh, a bunch of, uh, a lot of, you know, very non-transparent, just sign, sign here. Don't worry about the fine print. Uh, worry your pretty heads. It was a, a very much a insider corruption deal. The, the deals within the money managers and the staff were made before the, before the board even saw anything in our case, different boards are different, but, uh, it was, um, you know, Ted talks about a lot of people don't have experience on these boards. I was the first investment professional, but it's not only important to have somebody who knows investments that also need to be independent because our last governor put some hedge fund guys on the board who were making money off the pensions oh themselves. Gosh. So oh you have gosh. to have, people who are both knowledgeable and independent uh, on these boards, but that's not usually who goes on the board. So usually these are political cronies of people and who rubber stamp uh, what other political bosses are kind of running a lot of these uh, pitches behind the scenes and the boards are just rubber stamps for these uh, politicians. So, what's, the, so, what's your, so what you're saying is that age old thing, they hired the Fox and put them in the hen house. Was that what yeah, they did? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're there. Uh, and they had fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> they fried those chickens. That's what's happening. Ted, would you say oh. that's true? That they're hiring the fox to uh, kind of guard the chickens? Oh, yeah. And, and, and these board members uh, are, uh, they, they're, you know, there, there isn't any requirement across the nation and even globally that board members, pension board members, have experience in investments. So they get, they get the Wall Street guys run circles around them. And ultimately, uh, 
make them complicit. They they tell the boards, uh, we got to keep this all secret. Will you agree to secrecy? And the board members say, yeah, sure. It's a good idea. Let's keep this from the public. So the ignorant board members, uh, financially illiterate board members, get turned by Wall Street into being complicit in the wrongdoing. So, Ted, you know, as a former SEC attorney and all this, has the SEC said anything about this at all? Well, the SEC actually has a special division that is supposedly looking into pension, public pension wrongdoing. But again, there's, you know, most state and local pensions are, are state run and locally run. And the federal, the feds don't like getting involved in them because there, there's heavy politicization. And so like in Kiss and Chris's case, uh, Chris was an SEC whistleblower. He was a board member of the Kentucky pension fund, blew the whistle about secret kickback schemes at the Kentucky pension. I was his lawyer. We reported it to the SEC. Uh, the SEC investigated, but ultimately did nothing. They did nothing. And he was right. Yeah. Everything he said is, in, in the filing was correct. The SEC investigated. Uh, one of the chief kickback recipients died, so that was part of the problem. But in the end, the SEC did nothing. Did he choke on the chicken? <laughs> And, and, and it continues to go on to this day. I mean, it's, it, it, I, I attribute a lot of this to political donations. I believe that a lot of these Wall Street guys, through because we have, we don't have our political laws under Citizens United, allow a lot of these uh, behind the scenes political donations, secret political donations, that that's what's driving a lot of the uh, politicians to rubber stamp these secrets, secrecy and high fees. I think they're, I think these people do things for a reason. I don't think they're all just dumb. I think they're all, there's, there's money involved. When it, whenever something doesn't make sense, you don't know what's going on, follow the money. Yep. And, but it's very hard to follow the money because of the new, the, the campaign finance laws now allow these wall street guys to give a lot of money to governor's super PACs or attorney general super PACs and get around, go around the, the, uh, uh, laws and disclosure laws, uh, in that direction. And that helps, and then they don't disclose the fees on the other direction. And and Ted, so are you saying that the SEC and Chris, the SEC is is well aware of what's going on with these pensions, and they're just turning their turning them blind eye to it? Yeah, the SEC Pretty doesn't much. want to get involved in state politics, and neither do state attorney generals. There hasn't been a state attorney general in the country that's been willing to uh, to to look at state pensions uh, since Elliot Spitzer years ago. Yeah. Nobody, none of the feds and none of the law enforcement want to look at highly politicized investment programs. Was it, was, was that why Elliot Spitzer got in trouble? Uh, because he was investigating and he was caught in the room with somebody else other than his wife. <laughs> well, he got, he got in trouble for something he was not investigating. <laughs> <laughs> But he was it's funny that. how that happened. But that, but that's the same. You know, you got to read who stole my pension. You know, Ted writes about that as one of the ways to get people to swing their votes towards that is it's called uh, junkets, Wall Street trips, trips to Hawaii, and lots of pretty dancing girls. And that's how, and that that's who runs our pensions. So when we come back, we'll be talking. Kim and I will be discussing what we're doing. You know, we're, we're under, we're under stress also because a lot of our investments are being challenged due to this coronavirus. 
but at least we don't have a 401k or a defined benefit pension plan. So when we come back, we'll be talking more about what Kim and I are doing personally. But I first want to thank, you know, Ted Sedell, co-author on Who Stole My Pension, and Chris Toby, Kentucky Fried Pensions. And remember, Kentucky Fried Chicken's a worldwide brand. So I thank you all for listening. We'll be right back to what we're doing personally. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Chris. Okay, right, thank you. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about Kentucky Fried Pensions. But anyway, I want to thank Edward Ted Siddell, my co-author on Who Stole My Pension, and his friend Chris Toby, author of Kentucky Fried Pensions. And these guys have been on it for years and years and years. Years, they've 35. Seen, Ted said 35 years. Yeah, they've seen, the, they've seen how our pensions are looted. And the interesting thing is what they said was that the, whether it's a defined benefit, which is a government pension basically, or, or a defined contribution, which is a 401k and IRA, the problem's the same. They're still, selling, they're still buying the same garbage from Wall Street. So you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime or anywhere on iTunes or Android and YouTube. And please leave us a comment and a review, especially if you hate what we said, because you know, we do our best to upset you. Because otherwise, you can listen to CNBC and they'll tell you how wonderful everything is. Anyway, listen, give a comment. And most importantly, you can go to listen to this program again at richdadradio.com. Listen to this program a second time. You'll be twice as smart. But most importantly, have your friends, family, and business partners listen to it, especially if you have parents or somebody who are counting on that pension. Or if you're one of these 401Kers, like we had millennial money here, and every millennial we talked to said, oh, I don't have to worry. I have a 401K. I said, well, good, very intelligent young person. You know what I mean? You're being screwed. No, I'm not. I have a 401K. And they, they can't even see the stock market crashing because of such idiots. Anyway, any comments, Kim? Well, <laughs> I actually, you know, with the, with the whole coronavirus and people, more and more people staying at home and all of this stuff, it's actually a really great opportunity to listen to these programs with your family and, and, and people at home with you. Or and some, order some Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, and, and it's a good time to, this is, you got the time now to get some education and, and take some action and do, and actually learn. So it, it, this could be, this coronavirus could be a, a good thing, a well, positive th thing. Well, I think when people say, what can I do, you know, the... I, I want to be really specific here. Your greatest asset is your brain, yeah, your mind. Exactly. It's also your greatest liability. <laughs> you know, if you talk to an idiot and you get idiot financial advice, you're twice, you got two idiots. And if you don't know good advice from bad advice, then you got a lot of idiots out there. And like we have a whole, the Rich Dad Radio, you know, every, all of our friends want to get back on Rich Dad Radio because we've been saying the same garbage or the same truth, whatever, you know, no, we're hated. That's that guy. guy we're loved that, and we're hated. <laughs> that guy, that guy, the Seattle times financial planner guy, I don't know what his name is, but he's, he's attacking me saying, don't listen to me. Don't listen to Kiyosaki. I'm just trying to scare you. As the market drops 1,700 points, the repo market is going broke. Commercial paper market is going broke and commercial credits going broke. He says, no, don't listen to Kiyosaki. He's a financial effing planner. I don't listen to those guys either. I mean, that's are the bad people. But the most important thing, the reason Kim and I created the cash flow game and we created the rich dad company is if you don't educate yourself, then who is educating you? Right, Kim? That's exactly right. And and again, going back to, you know, if you are kind of hunker down or whatever, um, play the game. You can go online and play the cash flow game for free with people all over the world. So even if you are somewhat isolated, you can go online for free, play the game with anybody throughout the world. 
So I'm just looking at this opportunity right now of, yes, your mind is your greatest asset if you use it and put the right stuff in it. And if you listen to an idiot, it becomes the biggest liability you got. You know, if you're listening to a poor person, you're hosed, you're hosed, you know, why don't you listen to a cannibal, but what's good for dinner? You know, you're the, you're on the, you're on the, you're on the menu. menu. (laughs) You're on the menu. You know what I mean? But you have a choice to what you put into your head. You, you have a choice of what you study and what you learn. And we don't, we don't sell stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, all that garbage. And then the final thing is this, I'm going to talk about is we're under stress too. You know, a lot of our investments are under stress, but this is the difference is we talk about this guy named Nazim Taleb. He wrote the black swan and all this stuff. He talks about fragile, which is a person like a, like a fine crystal glass. You hit it, it breaks. Then you have resilient or robust. And that's like a rock. You pound on the rock, nothing happens. And most people are rocks out there. And this, instead of having this event become the best thing in their life, they're going to sit there and endure it. I'm, I'm poor, but I've always been poor and I'll just stay poor. But anti-fragile means you'll get stronger. You know, the more stress you put on yourself, you get sm- you'll get smarter. So Kim and I are under stress also because we have properties, you know, because of the bar and swine flu, whatever the thing is, we, we're losing a lot of employees. We have to let them go. It's really sad. We have hotels, stuff like this. It's sad, but we still have to, we still have to, we still have to pay them a paycheck. So it's even worse if you're an entrepreneur, but this is going to make us smarter stronger. We're getting more creative, right? Kim? Exactly. Right. And I, and even at rich dad, you know, we've got people working at home, but they're, we're getting more creative and we're doing, we're going to, we're going to come out of this a lot stronger than had this not happened. That's always the way we look at it. And the good news is since I'm the cosmic salesman, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got to sell people who can't sell steal. That's the truth. So they just steal. But our, our our cash flow games are going up through the roof because I'm just telling people what I really believe in. Your mind is your greatest asset. It's also your greatest liability. And if you listen to your idiot brother-in-law who's flat broke but driving a new Ferrari, you're even worse trouble. You know what I mean? Like like um, my friend and I were walking around right here at the Rich Dad office and all these young guys are running up to me, say, hey, man, I made $2 million last month. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy. I say, thank you, man. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I'm really rich now. And then the market crashed. So I want to know how they're doing today, you know, <laughs> because it's not whether you make money when the market's going up. It's can you make more money when the market comes down? And so right now, that's where Kim and I are focusing on is how do we make more money now that the market is going down? But the difference is we're prepared for it. We've been preparing for years. And same as Ted and Chris, you know, have been friends for years preparing for this. And I've had, just in the last couple of days, I've had three people contact me, people I don't know, who said, thank you for what you've done because because we've taken action, because now we have our investments, because we have our businesses with this whole virus and all of this, we're, we're okay, we're gonna be fine. Um, but they take they took the action and they did they did what they needed to do. And this can be an opportunity for you to do what you need to do. So stay tuned to Rich Dad Radio because we have some very, very provocative programs coming up. This next one coming up well, in a few days and all this. The question is, where did coronavirus come from? Did it come from China? Or is it biological warfare? You may never know. And I'm not saying it's the truth, but you might need to hear something different. Could this be biological warfare? And it didn't come from China. There's an army, a U.S. Army guy says he delivered it to someplace. So the point here, ladies and gentlemen, you know, as a former Marine, I was approached by the CIA to fly for them, called Air America. 
I've never trusted my country since because we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Not that they're good or bad people, but everybody's got their own job to do. So that's why I want to thank Chris Toby. You know, he's been on the inside. He saw the corruption going on inside the Kentucky pensions and his cohort, Ted Sedell, SEC attorney, they seen it from the inside looking out. Or you can listen to CNBC and tell you, don't worry, the markets will bounce right back. Once again, you have a choice. Your greatest asset is your mind, but be careful who is filling your mind full of real information or Kentucky Fried Chicken. So thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Program. Catch you next time, but stay tuned. We got some very exciting guys coming up. Question is, where did that coronavirus come from? Catch you later.